One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team. And if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand-selective top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more. And they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about Turing, make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders podcast, specifically tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 is in the month June, and get that remote engineering team today, not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sid Yidav, who is the co-founder and CEO of Circle. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, I've seen Circle buzzing, I feel like, all around the internet. So I'm excited to have you on and learn more about Circle. For people that don't know what Circle is, assuming we're not talking about just the shape, can you can you tell the listeners um, and the audience what you're working on with Circle? Yeah, uh, so Circle is uh, a white-labeled uh, community platform for creators. Um, so you can think of it as like a you know, modern spin on the forum or discussion board. Um, almost like a white label uh, Facebook groups. They're, where we sort of, you know, like the sort of stand apart or really focus on is on the creator audience. Uh, so by creators, I mean you know, podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers, course creators, anyone who has an audience and is then looking to sort of deepen that engagement uh, on their own sort of independent, uh, you know, uh, community platform. That's sort of really where our specialization is, uh, which, you know, hasn't been the case historically. So if you look at, uh, you know, Facebook groups, Slack, Discord, they're all sort of aimed uh, towards specific segments, but not specifically towards the, uh, uh, the creator uh, who really wants to sort of own um, access to their audience and have their community sort of live in uh, their brand. So let's talk about Let's say there's, there's a creator that wants to try it out. Let's say me, for example. Um, can you kind of walk through what can someone do on Circle? What are some of the features? You know, why would I use a Circle versus like a standard, like a, you know, kind of a, like a boring Facebook group? Can you kind of walk a little bit into, into how it works? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a creator, um, you kind of, you own the community, you own your group. So, um, you know, when you start building it, it's, it's actually... It, it feels somewhat like a site builder uh, and somewhat like, you know, let's say Facebook group, right? So um, everything you're building in Circle uh, is completely owned by you. It's completely branded uh, according to your brand. So, you know, as you're creating community, you're setting up the logo, you're sort of setting colors, you're creating what we call spaces, which are you know similar to uh, Slack channels. Uh, and 
sort of where we then sort of start standing apart from you know the traditional uh, community product is you know we're 100% white tabled and we integrate and embed into the website. So you know you can embed uh, circle the entire community on your website. You can embed specific spaces. You can embed topics um, and integrate with your sort of uh, you know end-to-end -end funnel. So you know. We've invested a lot in building things with, let's say, Zapier. We have a full API, so you can do things like, you know, let's say, I have a product, or let's say, I have a course, uh, you know, and I want all my students to be automatically added in uh, to my community. Uh, well, that's like, you know, a couple clicks in Zapier, uh, and then let's say, you know, when they're added to the community, uh, you know, I might want them to maybe get added to specific spaces, uh, you know, uh, maybe get a member tag. Some kind of an identification in terms of which cohort they're in. Um, so all of that stuff can be sort of you know turned into a workflow, uh, which you know just is not possible with let's say like a Facebook group. Um, it is somewhat possible with Slack, but um, requires a lot of sort of uh, fiddling around. Uh, whereas with us, you know, we, we try to make that more easy. Uh, and lastly, I guess you know our big focus is really on engagement. So the way we look at it, it's like you know. If you're a creator moving your platform off Facebook, uh, well, you, you're actually like, you have a challenge there, right? Like Facebook has uh, billions of people using it. Uh, and so your challenge is to kind of make up for that lost engagement. So that's kind of like the hardest problem um, that products like ours you know, really have. So that's what we're looking to solve for with all the embeds, the integration. Um, and just, you know, the way that we're thinking about community, it's all about sort of, you know, bringing that audience away from Facebook groups or away from one of these um, sort of uh, discovery-oriented products into your own platform while keeping or ideally ending up with, you know, uh, even better engagement. And how did you decide to start with or just mainly target creators um, I feel like communities are in right now we'll talk about this in a little bit where you know I think that you seem to be pulling away at least from my perspective but like you decided to start with creators why creators and why not gamers or why not sh you know chefs or you know you know wh why specifically all, all internet creators yeah uh, that's a good question so um, just to give you some background so before circle um, you know I, was, I worked for two other creator products one being teachable another being Gumroad. Um, Peachable is really where I've spent the bulk of my career. So I was you know, hired as a first designer, front end engineer back when it was just you know, five dudes around it. We worked in New York uh, and so back in 2014. Uh, Peachable, for those who don't know, is um, almost like a Shopify, it's a site builder for the courses space. Um, so similar to Circle in that you know, it's also a white table site builder, but it's more uh, geared towards the courses space. And the uh, analogy there would be like you know, the Udemy or uh, Coursera would be the more uh, sort of the marketplace component. So, um, you know, spent five years of Teachable. Um, my own role evolved from, you know, an individual contributor to um, when I left last year, the VP of product, uh, managing four PMs and four designers. They really saw that company grow from zero to like 25 million ARR um, and really sort of build a market uh, uh, focused on creators, specifically course creators. Uh, so in that process, I, you know, I, I fell in love with honestly, like the the audience, right? Like, uh, I you know I, I started uh, uh, coding at a very young age, so I always wanted to uh, build a company. I actually immigrated from New Zealand uh, to the U.S. for that reason. 
Uh, and, you know, I was always sort of conflicted about building something that's too consumery because, you know, it's, it's a challenge, right? You get the billions of users to warrant uh, a scale and your existence, uh, you know, uh, and you're essentially then controlled by the mob, you know, as we see with Facebook. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have the enterprise startups, right? Like that focus more on sort of, uh, you know, um, high paying, high output sort of companies. And the risk there is you then have very few users those users have a lot of power over um, your product roadmap, and it's honestly not the most fun, right? Um, so when you know, in my experience at Teachable, I was like, "Holy shit! Like this, this is a perfect persona to build uh, for uh, when it comes to you know what I'm good at and what I value." Uh, and the other thing with creators is, hey, like they're doing like the most, <laughs> like the best thing possible, which is they're looking to you know make a living from doing what they love on the internet. So it just feels good. Right. Uh, so, you know, long story short, uh, after I left Teachable, uh, I left uh, wanting to start my own company. I was also contracting for Gumroad, which is another product, um, amazing product in the, the creator space. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, you know, I teamed up with uh, two of my uh, sort of best friends, both also formerly of Teachable, and we started tinkering around with uh, a bunch of ideas. Uh, so, Circle is probably our like, fourth idea. Um, and the way we ended up with Circle is like essentially realizing that of all the people we talked to in that sort of incubation period, like community is the thing that always came up and was the one thing that like, no one was satisfied with. So whenever we asked them, I'd say, hey, if we build this, would you use it? They'd be like, yeah, I'd give it a shot, right? And you just don't hear that in a lot of more, like a lot more sort of mature phases. So that was always a good signal. Um, and B, it's just like when we looked at what was out there um, in terms of sort of contemporary white label community platforms, we just didn't see any product that was really sort of up to the mark uh, from a product perspective and was serving these creators well. So, um, you know, after I'd say we probably had like, you know, 10 or 15 sort of uh, conversations with multiple creators, we were eventually then just convinced that, you know, Circle needed to exist for them. Uh, and, you know, as you can imagine, like when you're incubating a product with creators, like that itself has its own kick to it. So it's never an option not to build for creators for us. It's actually like, you know, we started the creator first and then ended up with Circle. So based on your experience and what you're doing now, whether you would admit it or not, it sounds like to me, you're like one of the, one of the authorities on, um, almost like all just on the whole internet on just creators and, ha the, and the creator of movement and what the future of creators is um, simply because, you know, not because you've studied it or because you read about it because you've built, you've built the platforms that these creators are getting started on um, and you're building another one, right? I'd love to hear what, what do you see happening in the creator world? Um, what are some trends that are interesting to you and we're just, where do you see it going? You know, we had, you know, you know, it's been, you know, I don't know. I feel like YouTube, I might be wrong here, but I feel like YouTube birthed like the first generation of creators with the Casey Neistat and whatnot. But now it's like really opening up with some of these other platforms. Where do you see the future going? Yeah. So, so what's funny to me about this space is that it's not like there's been a new movement towards creators. It's that it's, it's more that the world is finally ready for creators, right? So like, six years ago when um, you know, I was involved in uh, starting Teachable, we used to talk about all this stuff all the time. It's just the word creator just 
meant something else and just was not popular, right? So um, that's been funny. Um, I, I think there's two broad trends um, that, again, aren't new, but, you know, are just, you know, are now finally starting to take off. Um, so one, um, the, just the idea that creators should be independent, should own their audience, should own their platform, um, should own their brand, right? Um, and th this is frankly, you know, it's again, not a new idea. It comes from blogging, right? I think blogging was the ultimate platform for the internet that really sort of got this moving. Um, and, you know, sort of more, more of the aggregators like YouTube, it kind of went in the other direction. Um, but it's finally come back, come, starting to come back to the, uh, the independent side of things. So, you know, by that, what I mean is, you know, you're not reliant on, let's say, um, you know, the transaction fees or, uh, you know, the policies that a marketplace sets. Uh, once you build that audience, you have direct access to that audience. So just that trend is, again, not new, but something that's, that's finally starting to um, take, take off and something we sort of deeply believe in uh, at Circle. Uh, and the other is just, you know, again, not new, the power of online communities, right? Like um, ever since the early days of internet, it's, it's, it's just been one of those use cases that's been, you know, that's defined the internet, that's arguably how the internet was built. Um, that's not going anywhere. Um, and what we see at Circle is sort of, you know, the blend of both, right? So we, what, we, what we frequently see is, you know, once creators establish a product and establish uh, an audience, um, it's then about really investing in turning that top funnel audience into fans, into sort of, you know, people who really advocate for the product, in, uh, into people who know each other, right? So a lot of these interactions are sort of customer to customer that we see happen within communities where, you know, the creator kind of light, lights a match and then everything else from there is more on um, the actual um, audience. And it's, it's, it's not something even limited to like, the, the word creator in its traditional definition, like, you know, it also applies to startups. If you look at, you know, Webflow, for example, right? Like community was one of the first things that they tapped into uh, and really helped define the product and their early customer base. So also applies to startups, um, also applies to any brands out there. Um, I guess where we differ from, you know, the sort of broad, uh, uh, status quo thinking is that we believe in the independent side of things. So as opposed to, you know, letting Facebook uh, own your community and being beholden to their policies, um, you know, it's all about you. Like uh, the internet finally lets it happen. So, you know, why, why wouldn't you want to just own that? Yeah, I love it. As a creator myself and someone with many, I guess, thesis, theses, whatever the word is, thesi on, um, on uh, creators and where, where things are going. I, I just think your perspective is awesome. And I think what you're building is needed. Uh, and it's, it's exciting for the creator world and just the world as a whole. I've one other question just on this on this point, which I alluded to when we first started talking. So I feel like I've been pitched maybe 25 to 40 like community <laughs> platforms um not necessarily positioned like yours but just people that are building platforms um uh 
to, for community, to power community, to replace Slack, to replace Facebook groups. There's one that I similarly get on the podcast that I think is super legit called Geneva. Outside of all, outside of that one, everyone else just like doesn't, it just doesn't seem that different except for you. Like you kind of have a kind of like stood out from the crowd and I feel like you've become the crowd favorite um, and you're kind of pulling away from the pack slightly from my perspective. My question for you is how, how has it been dealing with, you know, be working in a space that everyone's kind of trying to build for. Um, and it, I don't know, like, do you feel that competition or does it not really matter? Cause you're so niche and you're, you know, exactly who you're building for, you know, competition doesn't matter. And it kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. So, so what's funny is like when we started building circle, um, I'd say we started talking about it in like July last year. Um, there wasn't this big sort of hoopla around communities. Uh, right. So, when we entered into it, we were like, oh, wow, like we're really, you know, we're not doing something new here. We're really sort of going, you know, back uh, in terms of how new the, the idea itself was, right? We didn't think it was a sexy idea, um, quite the opposite. Uh, and then um, I'd say, you know, I, I don't know what exactly is that kicked off this trend or maybe this trend always existed, but yeah, we started seeing other uh, community platforms emerge. Um, I think with COVID, it's just sort of been very amplified, right? Because now there's this new audience of uh, community builders who, you know, previously, you know, had sort of in-person events, uh, looking to then having online presence. So that's amplified things. But for us, it's never really, it's an, uh, competition is not something we talk about a lot because uh, we're just so focused on this feedback loop that we have with our existing users um, that just keeps getting better um, every month. It's like, uh, my uh, thesis, and you know, I saw this at Teachable, I saw this at Gumroad, it's like, first off, this space is not zero-sum in any way. Like, you know, Facebook groups has, I think, over like 700 million groups. Like, if I thought that it was zero-sum, it, it, it just wouldn't have made sense to do anything in this space. Um, where we are focused on is sort of more in the, you know, the paid community product, right? It's like, um, there are plenty of free options out there, there always will be, but we want to build something that's really good, that's worth charging for. Um, and from the, uh, the creator's perspective, it's worth paying for, right? Um, and so that's the feedback loop we're in. Uh, and the more we build a product and the more we hear um, from creator's perspective and you know, the more people honestly talk about it, it's been 100% organic, which is something that's also blown us away. Like, you know, I have a VP of growth, uh, or, uh, uh, chief growth officer, a, a co-founder uh, who's also Teachable's uh, former VP of growth, and uh, he came into uh, you know Circle thinking, well, you know, it's, it's a product that you will have to uh, grow, right? And what's been surprising for him is like uh, it's been entirely organic so far, and it's not something he's used to as you know, VP of growth, right? It's like when you're in charge of growth, all you think about is you know what are the many ways I can grow this product, and with us, it's been the opposite of it being all organic. So as long as that trend continues, I'd say, you know, we're we're not going to get distracted by looking at what all, what others are doing. We're just very focused on, um, you know, nailing our product and making our uh, sort of paying customers um, super happy. I feel like that's just the mindset of any winning founder or founding team. You know, you know, there's always going to be people in a space. Just stay focused on on your people, and uh, it, it'll work out. So let's say let's say you 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 keep focusing on the creators you you, you keep executing you keep growing organically and it just kind of works out and you know, you know you look back in ten years and you're like holy moly what have we done like we built this giant company I'm curious 
um, to, to, to wonder what is the big vision that you have for Circle? If in 10 years or 15 years, however far you want to go out, you accomplish everything that you want to have accomplished, what does that look like? And, and you know, how big is that? And um, I guess what, what does the vision look like unfolded? Yeah, um, so the idea of accomplishing a vision actually seems very sort of depressing to me because uh, I just think the fun part is it like, you know, building up towards that vision. So uh, it, we don't, like, I don't think we've ever talked about like the end goal with Circle. Uh, it's always been about these big drivers, right? The independent creator movement and the power of online communities. Um, and sort of as big as that gets is our end goal, right? Um, where we want the product to evolve into is, is sort of more, you know, is, is more the tangible thing that we think about where, you know, for example, uh, we're, not, we're not seeing community products do interesting things with the new internet technologies that are out there. So video, I think, is very under-leveraged. Uh, when it comes to community platforms like us. So that's something we're um, extremely excited about. Um, we're also excited about just lowering the friction of um, what it takes to convert like, like in a uh, sort of email list sign up into an engaged member. Um, I just think there are like way too many hoops right now in the world where you, know, you sign up to a mailing list, um, you follow someone on social media. Um, it just takes many steps to finally turn into a plan. So, Something we think about a lot is, you know, how do we sort of um, tighten up that loop and really build something that's very interesting um, and unique from a product uh, perspective. But, you know, the idea of sort of accomplishing a vision is honestly not something we, we think about that much. And I, I also think, like, it's something that will continue to evolve. So, you know, right now I'm talking about these two big forces. Uh, eventually, you know, let's say a couple years down the line, it may be something else. Uh, and so I prefer to look at it almost from the uh, iterative perspective than a, you know, journey to an end goal perspective. And as you go about, you know, making that happen and just execute every day, you're going to need some help, right? You might need some more employees. You'll definitely need creators and customers. You might need more investors if you want to go to that route. And then lastly, you'll, you'll definitely need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you, what is something that the forward-thinking founders community can do to help you, you know, make your life a little easier, to help you grow a little faster, um, I guess? What's an ask that you have for anyone listening? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I would say, you know, the best way to help us is, is honestly just to use our product. It's a, you know, it's a little cheesy, but um, if you're out there looking for a community platform, uh, if you're a creator, if you're a startup, um, you know, you've maybe looked around and unhappy with what you've seen, you know, um, try us. So you can sign up to the waitlist uh, at circle.so. Um, and if you mention this podcast uh, in the survey, you know, we can make sure to fast track you. Uh, we do have a growing waitlist, but we're looking to open it up in the next uh, couple months. All right. Well, thank you so much. I, I just want to make sure the listeners heard it. You said it was circle.so or, or what was the URL and how yeah, else can they? Correct. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. The, how can they, um, how can they find the website? Do you have, you know, social media, any, anything that you want to, you know, promote link wise, feel free to share and then we'll, then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so the website is circle.so. Uh, our Twitter handle is a circle app. Um, and if someone just wants to write in and say hi, you know, write in the hello at circle.so. 
All right. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing what you're working on with us. It is very exciting. Uh, I, I as, as a creator myself and knowing what's happening in the creator world, this is needed. And I'm glad you're working on it. So thanks for coming on and, and best of luck making it happen. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two-week risk-free trial where you can check out what they have going on and if you go over to turing.com t-u-r-i-n-g.com tell them matt sherman sent you tell them matt sherman six six being the month of june thanks for listening to today's episode and i'll see you tomorrow peace